basketball road to madness show it was a pretty light week not a ton of action going down uh, that's on the mainstream level uh, but this weekend it, it is a loaded uh, Saturday slate so our man dynamite David is here with us to review the week and get into a big time weekend of college basketball are you ready to get into it dynamite oh yeah ready for some fun uh, it's been Pretty okay week for me betting wise. Uh, I, I think I've managed to stay 500 or a little bit better than that. So, no losing games, but it's been up and down this week for sure. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, last night uh, was always interesting. Some good ones, some bad ones. It always seems to split down the middle of these last couple days. But uh, let's get into some games earlier in the week in the A10. Uh, Davidson St. Bonaventures, uh, I, I think, was a, a real game I had my eye on. And uh, I, I think the bodies needed this one. And they just didn't have uh, really enough. Davidson went in there into St. Bonaventures and won that one. I think you're sort of seeing the class of Davidson uh, sort of as a one, and, and then a couple of these other teams that we're going to get into as a solid two, three. But uh, I think the focus has to be St. Bonaventures and, you know, really uh, sort of a disappointing season right now. Yeah, you know, we both talked about this in our preview show that we were kind of both leaning Davidson here, but that if the Bonnies were going to do anything, it, it needed to be this game. Because uh, this kind of puts them in that fourth or fifth spot in the conference, which is just nowhere in range of doing anything postseason-wise. Uh, and they're running out of opportunities to really prove themselves. This was one of the few remaining opportunities for them outside of their conference tournament. So a uh, really disappointing loss for them, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So we'll move to another big game in the— uh... Great game. Yeah, uh, A-10, St. Louis and George Mason. I, I mentioned I'd watched George Mason in the last couple of weeks. They've been playing really, really good basketball. St. Louis went in there and they just gave us a great two-overtime uh, thrilling yeah. game. Uh, but St. Louis comes out on top. Uh, really impressive game for St. Louis to go in there and win versus George Mason. But uh, I, I still like the way both these teams are playing right now. Yeah, this, this was definitely a game that could have gone either way. Uh, impressed by St. Louis to go on the road and to – a pretty tough environment to go in and get a win against the George Mason team that was uh, pretty hot coming into this one. They've won some games that I didn't expect, including one over St. Bonaventure. Um, so, uh, yeah, George Mason's on the rise. And despite that overtime loss to St. Louis, I think you could still put them near the top of this conference. Yeah. Uh, if I ask you St. Bonaventure's or George Mason right now, who, who do you think is the better team? George Mason, for yeah. sure, right now. That's I'd have I to with. agree as well. Uh, really good win by the Billikens. And uh, the next uh, game we're going to get into, uh, Dayton versus VCU. Uh, I, I think this was probably was the most sh uh, shocking one uh, of the whole week. Uh, Dayton just went in there and lit up uh, a VCU team who uh, just, you know, come off a handful of really, really quality wins here. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, we talked about Dayton, I think, in our, our Monday show where – you know, we don't totally know what we're going to get from this, and uh, we got the good Dayton that just uh, went in there and lit up a, a really uh, solid VCU team. So how do you think uh, Dayton just got, uh, you know, so much on top of VCU in this one, especially in a tough road environment there? Uh, just I, I really like the way they play ball, and, uh, I, you know, part of this was VCU did not look good in this game. Uh, they shot pretty poorly in this one, uh, but – Dayton really flies around the court and, and makes good plays and uh, just really solid win. 
Yeah, uh, what do you make of this Dayton team? Is is this a, a boost for them? Uh, where do you sort of see them in this A-10 mix here? Uh, do you see them on the same level as uh, St. Louis? Uh, maybe uh, foreshadowing, hey, big game uh, that's coming up uh, this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think you've kind of got like, you've got Davidson at the top of the pack right now, and then I think you've got this cluster of three or four teams right behind them. Uh, St. Bonaventure being the bottom of that cluster. And then you can look up and you see St. Louis, George Mason, and Dayton kind of right there in that group. I put VCU maybe closer to the St. Bonnie's level uh, right now, maybe a little below them. Uh, but this Dayton team's playing pretty well right now. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, I I think if I had three that I, I definitely put in the NCAA tournament right now, it'd be Davidson. Uh, St. Louis and this Dayton program. I, I think they're all really, really good basketball teams. Let's move to the ACC. Uh, sort of a, a light slate, this ACC. A lot of sort of uh, mixed matchups. I, I chose not to put the Florida State-Clemson game on here because uh, those just seem like two mediocre teams uh, right now. But uh, I put Notre Dame and Miami on here uh, for sure. Uh, Notre Dame went down there. Another good quality win for this Notre Dame team. Uh, we mentioned them on Monday. They Their rise just continues. They, they seem to be uh, gaining steam here towards the end of the season. Yeah, they seem to be trading, uh, you know, two quality wins for one unusual loss. So uh, as long as they keep making that trade, they're going to kind of slowly work their way up the ladder. Um, I don't think they're quite talented enough to consistently win night in and night out, but with this week ACC, they're going to be good enough to finish near the top. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, nothing much in the uh, elsewhere in the ACC. I mentioned the Florida State uh, Clemson game. Clemson coming out on top. Uh, North Carolina went into Louisville and, and beat up on them. Uh, that that was about it. Uh, you know, I, I guess we could wait. Got another win over a, a poor Syracuse team, but uh, just sort of a a weak slate during the week of ACC games this week. Yeah, and like I said, you know, the strength of the conference is is really leading to some poor matchups because there's just not a whole lot of good teams uh, this year. Yeah. All right, let's get into your A Sun, which I, I think I'm yeah. I'm turning you into a a fan <laughs> of. I've I've pulled you into the big time Atlantic Sun. Uh, there's going to be nothing more exciting than in the first week of March, you sitting down and watching the A Sun tournament. But uh, hey. Uh, you, you told me you'd get me there, and, and guess what I did yesterday afternoon? I sat down and watched Liberty versus Bellarmine. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll pull you in. And speaking of said matchup, Liberty versus Bellarmine yep. went down. Uh, uh, Bellarmine just sort of ran out of steam. Uh, started off uh, really, really well, but they, they just didn't seem to have uh, enough gas there in the second half to hang with this Liberty bunch here. Yeah, I was really disappointed. You know, I, both of these teams, I think, were uh, – seven and one in their last eight going into this game. And, and, uh, Bellarmine, I think had been like in those, in their last like nine home games, they'd been eight and one or eight. No against the spread. Uh, and I thought there was a chance here, you know, I got Bellarmine plus four and a half and, uh, the way they'd been playing, I thought there was a chance they could hang with Liberty and, you know, they got down early and then they clawed back and had a big lead, uh, almost going into half, but they let Liberty, uh, erase that lead right before halftime. And then, Liberty pretty much dominated the second half. So I, I was disappointed because I thought this was a chance for Bellarmine to to really uh, move up to the top of the conference, get right there. Uh, both of these teams lost to the team we're about to talk to talk about uh, who's at the top of the conference. So, uh, you know, this kind of really lines it up one, two, three in the conference now. Yeah, I, I think you sort of saw it. Uh, Liberty probably the second best team here. Bellarmine might not 
quite have enough. I'll be interested to see if they can sort of grow a little bit here and uh, once they get into the conference tournament. But uh, Liberty looked uh, just a, a little bit more talented than they did overall in that game. So uh, probably a, a good separation between one, two, and three. Though speaking of the... Uh, you mentioned both teams had the one in their last eight games. The team that gave them that one, Jacksonville State, uh, had a little bit of a letdown a uh, uh, going to North Florida, uh, you know, this week and lost it. I, I was curious, how much do you sort of read into this? Or, you know, uh, they just went through the three other best teams in their conference. One, I, I'd say relatively easy versus those and then just get, sort of in that trap home game, a road game there and uh, let down a little bit. Yeah, I think this was just, you know, one of those just off nights that any good team is going to have. Uh, I still think Jacksonville State's probably the best in this conference, uh, you know, considering they got the win over Bellarmine and um, uh, Liberty. But uh, we'll, we'll see how the rest of the conference schedule goes. You know, last year it's a great conference tournament, and I'm sure we won't get anything less than that again this year. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, you know, at, at this, I put this in there because this sort of, you know, I touched on it last week about teams, you know, going undefeated in their conference or, you know, uh, 10 and one, uh, you know, 11 and one and not sort of getting in there because they say they quote unquote don't play, you know, a, a strong schedule and then them putting, you know, a, a basically a 500 Michigan team in there. But uh, I, I mean, this kind of loss just shows you how difficult it is to basically go undefeated in your conference. I North Florida is not a good team. And if Jacksonville state probably played them, you know, nine other times, they probably beat them by about 20 points. It's just that one time and you have them, you know, coming off wins versus Kennesaw state Liberty and Bellamine, the three other top teams in their conference. And they just have the letdown game. And, uh, you know, that's why, like, when I talked about South Dakota state being undefeated in their conference or Boise state earlier being undefeated in their conference, it might be a weaker conference, but that doesn't mean going on the road and winning conference games versus teams who have seen you and played you hundreds of yeah. times throughout the year it is an easy thing to do. And letdown losses happen, especially in basketball. This isn't football where you have a whole week, you know, to sit there and prepare. You know, if Jacksonville State had a week, you know, uh, off between their Liberty and Bellamine wins and to go into North Florida the result probably would have been a little bit different. So I, I think Jacksonville State will be fine, get back on track. But uh, uh, just a tough loss there versus the Ospreys of North Florida. All right, let's move on to the big time, Big 12. couple big matchups during the week here. Uh, Kansas versus Iowa State. Texas versus Texas Tech. Uh, Kansas coming off that uh, big loss yeah. to Kentucky, uh, goes up there, beats uh, Iowa State. I don't want to say handily, but uh, I, I thought they sort of controlled the game pretty much throughout. I, I never saw a, a point where I was like, I think Iowa State yeah. has control of this game and is going to win this game. So, uh, you know, what does this tell you about Kansas? What does this tell you about Iowa State after this matchup? I think this tells us, you know, a lot about both these teams. I, I kind of figured – I, uh, you know, nobody wanted to be the team uh, to play Kansas after that beatdown they got from Kentucky. Um, but, uh, you know, you know, it's good, a good road win. But Iowa State was, like you said, from tip off to the end, I think Kansas was in control of this game. So we've both kind of had a read on Iowa State. You know, they're they're not good enough quite to be in the top tier of this conference, uh, which is a 
probably, in my opinion, the toughest conference in the nation this year. Um, so, I mean, not a bad team, but no. I'd, I'd put them probably in, you know, that, you know, four or five spot. And, and that's where their, you know, their record really shows where they're at too, so. Yeah, I, I think they're definitely sort of in that uh, last sort of uh, group that gets into the NCAA tournament. They just, uh, Iowa State really hasn't shown the ability to sort of even step up and uh, uh, and beat these kind of teams. They've lost close, uh, but yeah. I mean, I think if you watch these games, they're close, but I, I don't think they're ever totally in control where you get the feeling that on a given night, they can play well enough to really beat these teams. So uh, uh, good win by Kansas, though. Uh, another big-time one uh, this weekend uh, that we'll get into on uh, Saturday. Uh, Texas, Texas Tech. Um, this one didn't stun me too much. We talked about this. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you sort of see it. Texas just doesn't quite have enough offense here to hang with uh, a, a really good Texas Tech team that just has probably a, a handful of uh you know, a little bit more talent than this Texas team does here. Yeah, we said coming out of that game with Tennessee that, you know, even though Texas got the win, neither one of those teams in that game looked all that impressive and, and definitely not on the level of Texas Tech. So this was another one that uh, pretty much start to finish was Texas Tech's game the whole way. Yeah, definitely so. So uh, we'll move on to the Big East and a, a couple big ones in the Big East. Uh, huge win by Creighton, I thought, on the road going into UConn. Uh, yep. You know, they... They let down a little bit in that Xavier game, getting up big and then just sort of coming out flat out, out of the second half. Lost that one. I, I thought they needed a nice, uh, you know, road win here, uh, especially with a big game coming up against Seton Hall on the road. Uh, you know, that that two-pack uh, was always going to be difficult going to UConn than going to Seton Hall. So you get the big win out of the way. Good win versus UConn here by Creighton. I, I thought they played just uh, lights out uh, from tip-off yep. to uh, the end. Yeah, that's one thing I've noticed about this Creighton team watching them this year. Um, when they're on their game, they're probably one of the best teams, if not the best team in the conference. But, you know, they're just a little inconsistent. They have nights that they don't show up and they get blown out. Um, you know, I kind of had a feeling that this one was going to be a close game. I took the points in my pick. I wish I had the nerve to take the money line because I think it was plus nine and a half going yeah. to tip off. Um, but um, still, you know, I'm I, even looking forward to this and we'll talk to it in a minute. But, you know, looking at this other road game going into, um, oh gosh, uh, you just said it. Uh, Seton Hall? Yes, thank you. Uh, you know, that's another one that they're capable of winning and they're also capable of losing by 20. So it makes me kind of nervous to pick, uh, you know, if that spread gets up closer to 10 again, like the Connecticut game, I may take a bite at it, but uh, they're just a little too inconsistent for me to really like uh, betting on right now. <laughs> yeah, Uh just thought it was a great game by Creighton and a good solid win uh, sort of keeps them above water and uh, not in yep. where I put them in danger territory for the NCAA tournament uh, here. Uh, Marquette Villanova. Villanova goes to Marquette. Uh, really good win by Marquette here showing once again their class. Uh, I don't know what went wrong for Shaka Smart at Texas, but uh, I, I mean, he's gone right to Marquette, turned them right into his style of play, gotten the style of play he likes and has really been... Uh, Marquette's been a really good college basketball team here. Uh, Villanova, uh, once again, just didn't look quite right. They they seem to have these days uh, a little bit where they come out, don't look quite right. But uh, I think this says more about Marquette here than uh, it does Villanova overall. 
Yeah, this is one me and you liked the whole way. We were on Marquette. We were on the money line there. Uh, just been really impressed with them despite the loss to Providence, which uh, I don't really look as a bad loss. You know, I think Providence is one of the best teams in the country. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, really impressed with Marquette. Not a team, if I was uh, getting into the NCAA tournament, not a team I'd want to run into because they're playing really good basketball and really good tournament basketball. Uh, so I'd definitely be afraid of them. Yeah, definitely so. So uh, really interesting game for uh, Marquette there to uh, continue. Biggest tournaments this year, too. Yeah, uh, it, it should be a, a really interesting one. I'll, I'll be really entertained by it. We'll move to the Big Ten. Uh, there wasn't a ton this week. Uh, and, uh, of course, the Ohio State-Iowa game uh, got uh, postponed due to uh, weather. So uh, that sort of slashed one and a half. I, I put Wisconsin-Illinois down there, but uh, really, I, I don't think either of us, uh, when we previewed it on Monday, thought this was going to be a, a big gig you know, game. Uh, Wisconsin's just really not in the class of Illinois uh, here, uh, especially when they go on the road into Illinois. They just really have no shot. And I thought that game sort of played out like that. Yeah, I think, you know, Wisconsin road for the first half of the season, their, their, you know, their preseason reputation and and some easy early wins. They're getting into the Midas Big Ten Conference and they're really showing who they really are. And uh, and that's really a middle to bottom tier team in this conference. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, so we'll move on. Uh, weeks late in the Big Ten. Uh, a couple better games uh, during the, the weekend uh, to get into. But uh, we'll move to the Mountain West and the big showdown with uh, Wyoming and Boise State here. Uh, this was it turned into a really good, tight, close game, and uh, Boise just couldn't pull it out. But uh, I thought Wyoming played really, really well in this one and uh, got back their home uh, win. Uh, watching a, a little bit more in depth these uh, this Mountain West Conference, I, I think for sure these are easily the two best teams here yep. in the Mountain West. Uh, and if we're going tournament teams, I, I think these two should, you know, uh, bar... Barring, you know, a, a late season collapse, I think these two teams uh, should really uh, sort of are, are solid NCAA tournament teams. There are a couple others that are, you know, maybe uh, trailing a little bit behind them, but I, I watch these two teams and I go, uh, these are really good basketball teams here. Yeah, I've, I've been all over Wyoming. I think I've picked them about three games in a row now, and uh, they continue to to find me success. Uh, you know, they split the home and home with Boise State. You know, Boise got the win in Boise. Uh, Wyoming got the game in Wyoming. So, uh, you know, really they're 50-50 now. So uh, I'd kind of put them, you know, like you said, kind of right there, 1-2 in the top of the conference. Uh, but really impressed uh, with Wyoming. And, um, you know, we'll see how they go through the rest of the schedule. I'm looking forward to another rematch against Colorado State in Colorado. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then I think they host San Diego State again later this year. So that'll yes. be another really good yeah, definitely so. So some entertainment out in the Mountain West. In the Pac-12, uh, Arizona-UCLA, the uh, rematch uh, in Arizona. Uh, you know, uh, I talked about Arizona needing to, uh, a couple games to get their sea legs, and uh, it, it looked like they sort of found their form uh, last night uh, versus these uh, top-class teams uh, versus UCLA. Really just dominated UCLA throughout and uh, just executed that offense that, uh, you know, uh, versus lesser teams has looked uh, so, so smooth and, and slick. Uh, just a sort of great European style of, of offensive play, and, and they really put it on UCLA last night. Yeah, I, I, I kind of had a feeling this was coming. The points talked me into UCLA anyway because it was at six and a half. But, you know, UCLA's had some injury issues. They've had guys out with COVID. Uh, so 
they're they're probably not as uh, their chemistry probably faltered a little bit, so they weren't quite into the rhythm they were when they last played. And you know, it's it's not very often that these Pac-12 teams, the better Pac-12 teams, you know, get the series sweep and and when they play twice. So yeah. uh, it, a lot of signs were pointing to Arizona getting this win. So it's a good win for them. But I I don't think this was quite a hundred percent, you know, ready to go UCLA team. I think they were there. Um, so we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. Yeah, definitely so. But uh, another good matchup for Arizona coming up uh, this uh, weekend as well. Uh, I threw Oregon-Colorado on here because uh, Oregon got back uh, their win on that uh, stupid loss at home, uh, which probably just sort of magnifies how uh, you know poor it was to lose to this Colorado team at home. But at least they say uh, somewhat attached to that uh, upper clear class of the Pac-12 getting that uh, win back here on the road. Yeah, I, I you know I was hoping they'd win in a little bit more dominant fashion. They they took care of business. They covered my two and a half, but this is not a great Colorado team. Uh, I knew a revenge game was coming. I I didn't see Oregon getting swept on the series uh, by Colorado, so uh, they took care of business. They're right there, but you know I was starting to believe in them. They had a couple of bad losses. They're gonna it's gonna take a lot to get me back back in the Oregon side of things, uh, unless they're just playing you know teams they're supposed to beat, uh, but. There's, there's some good teams in this conference that are, I think are ahead of them right now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, SEC, Auburn, Alabama, uh, semi-close, uh, but uh, Auburn just – they showed their class here. I, I yeah. really uh, – it's definitely sort of Auburn, a gap, uh, probably Kentucky, then probably another gap, and uh, then, I, I don't know, uh, roll the dice. Uh, we're going to get into uh, uh, one of the other teams who's uh, starting to sink like a rock here, but uh, Auburn, Alabama, what would you make of this game? I thought Alabama played pretty well, and it, it, it's just yeah. Auburn's the better basketball team here. Yeah, I was really impressed the way Alabama was able to climb back in this out of getting down early. They got it back to a two-point game in the second half. But then, you know, all the credit goes to Auburn for just shutting it down, taking the lead, and saying, no, it's not happening. Didn't even keep it close at the end. They ended up blowing them out. Um, just, you know, I keep doubting Auburn, and they keep proving me wrong. I, I, I still think they probably drop at least one SEC regular season game. Uh, I, I don't see them running the conference. Um, but, you know, they're they're playing really good basketball right now. I, I, I still think if I had to pick between the two uh, tournament time, I still like Kentucky when they're fully gelling better uh, and when they're healthy. But great Auburn team for sure. Yeah, uh, you'll probably pick them and then pick them in, uh, pick against them all year, then pick them into the like final four of the, the tournament, and then they they'll, make, they'll be out the second round. Yeah, they they'll <laughs> do their uh, Bruce Pearl special and. Uh, go over uh, 25 from, from three and uh, lose in the second round. So uh, uh, speaking of sinking like a rock here, uh, I, I don't think you could really complain about any of the losses LSU had uh, probably until this one, uh, losing at home to Old Miss. Now, uh, yeah. I, I don't want to put Old Miss in a class of, you know, terrible uh like a, a georgia or probably you know south carolina missouri uh the old miss is a solid team and if you mess around they'll probably beat you but uh i i think three weeks ago if you had you know said old miss is going to go into lsu and win everybody uh would have looked at you cockeyed a little bit but uh right now lsu's defense seems to have fallen off a little bit and uh they are just uh they're in a bad place right now yeah, this is a team that if they can't force their opponent into turnovers, they have a real hard time producing points. 
and just you know they're they've really lost just all their identity in these last games you watch these games and it just you know you you can't see that you know highly athletic physical defense that you saw earlier in the year and i you know I, i'm hard on him because i don't like the guy but I, I think you can put a lot of this on will wade uh i just think this is a team you know they're on a downward spot i think they've lost four out of their last five uh, they need to coach with some composure, you know, to, to bring this thing together. The season's not over, but they're just completely fallen and gone off the rails, and I don't know if they're going to be able to get it back. Yeah. Uh, you must have read my mind because uh, my next question was about uh, Will Wade here. Uh, I, I don't think they've quite put themselves on the bubble, uh, but, I, I mean, if you truly look at their non-conference schedule, I, I don't want to hear uh, about other teams' non-conference schedule. LSU really yep. didn't play, uh, no. you know, much competition in the uh, non-conference schedule, and now they're starting to sink here in the SEC a little bit. I, I think LSU and the, uh, you know, upper tier are probably fine with Will Wade and sort of the baggage he brings, as long as he's, you know, kiss, consistently winning and, uh, you know, putting him in three, four, five, sort of six seed territory in the NCAA tournament. Uh, but if this continues to drop, uh, do you think the sort of LSU will finish clearing house here, uh, both on the football and the basketball side of things and uh, drop him? Uh, you know, I think with as much bag as he brings, you know, to, to not make the tournament would be huge. Uh, you know, they're not, as you said, they're not quite there yet. Uh, but I could definitely see this, this spiral to keep going yeah. down and, uh, there's some tough games and, and, you know, only so many SEC teams are going to get in and, uh, because, you know, yeah, the SEC is good, but it's, it's doesn't get quite the reputation that it has in football. Um, so when selection time comes, you know, if they're looking at a, a middle of the road big 10 team or a middle of the road sec team they usually go with the big 10 team um and i just don't know if lsu will be willing to put up with that much baggage for a team that doesn't even make the tournament yeah that that i it, it piqued my mind uh yesterday uh because i'm like i mean they'll deal with will wade as long as he's you know consistently four or five seed you know throwing him in the ncaa tournament with a chance to get into the sweet six game but when it starts to turn you know ugly like this I begin to wonder, uh, you know, how much do they, you know, sort of put up with and just sort of move on. Clear house. They've already cleared house out of the football program. Uh, the basketball program's probably next. But uh, as long as he was consistently winning, it seems like a stupid thing to sort of uh, toss him out there. And uh, now they don't seem to be consistently winning. Uh, go to the Southern. Uh, a little bit like uh, Jacksonville State here, uh, UTC. Uh, dropped one yeah. at Sanford. Uh, I, I must say I was really kind of stunned here because uh, I, I really have a lot of respect for this UTC team. But uh, I'm watching the Paladins out of uh, Furman here start to climb up the rankings here in Southern. And uh, I, I'm wondering if this is going to be such a walk away. We haven't even really touched on the Southern a whole lot in, in our shows because I, I pretty much thought UTC was a shoe in here. But uh, you look at this loss, are, are you... I'm not quite as uh, assured that UTC is going to be a walkthrough uh, out of the Southern Conference and, and through the tournament, certainly with Furman starting to really pick up their play of late. Yeah, Sanford's not a great team, albeit they did get a couple of good non-conference wins this year. They got, you know, they, they did upset Ole Miss and Mississippi, uh, and they beat Oregon State earlier in the year, but uh, still not a great uh, conference loss for UTC. Um, 
and, and you know, you've got me watching a lot of the A-Sun. I haven't quite watched all the Southern games yet this year, uh, but I, I, I do know that UT Chattanooga is usually one of the perennial uh, guys that comes out of that conference. But uh, so, yeah, bad loss, but, you know, we were talking – they come every now and then, you know, yeah. it's so rare to, to go through and, uh, unblemished. Yeah, definitely so. But, uh, and I haven't pushed you on the Southern yet because I, I was, I was like, eh, UTC is going to breeze through it. Uh, Furman was not playing great, uh, but uh, Furman's gotten hot here, uh, you know, and uh, UTC though was playing really, really well, basically beating everybody by about 20 points. Uh, ETSU still sort of uh, remains a little bit down, who's usually another power out of uh, this conference. So it's, you know, it's, I I thought UTC was going to run away with it. But uh, I I watched this. I've been watching Furman a little bit. Uh, I'm starting to think uh, there might be a fight here coming out of the uh, Southern Conference here. Uh, and certainly, uh, you know, teams who have a chance to upset uh, bigger teams uh, out of this Southern. UTC's always been a pain in the butt. Uh, Furman ha- has been, uh, you know, pretty solid the last couple of years with, uh, you know, a good basketball program. So uh, really interesting to come out of there. Uh, we'll switch to the Southland. Not really much to entertain, but uh, I will say University of New Orleans went to UTCC uh, and, uh, you know, uh, won that game, uh, which now really puts them uh, clear in the Southland. They should, uh, you know, end up finishing out the Southland as the number one team, and uh, we'll see if they can make it through. But uh, just a shout-out and an impressive win uh, for New Orleans to go on the road uh, and beat uh, their, uh, you know, Probably the second best team out of uh, the Southland in Corpus Christi. Go down there, get a road win. Just wanted to give uh, New Orleans the privateers a shout out there. Uh, I'm going to have to admit, I don't have a lot to say on these two teams. Uh, You're really reaching far in the bucket for me here. (laughs) You don't have a a feeling on Incarnate Word in southeastern Louisiana and Houston Baptist. (laughs) I honestly do not. Well, uh, you don't have to worry because New Orleans is now six and zero in the conference and uh, two to three games above every other team. So uh, you're probably safe. I don't know how much further I'll bring up some uh, Southland news until we get to our uh, conference tournament previews there. All right, let's move to the WAC. And, uh, you know, we talked about it on Monday, Seattle. Yep. Uh, leaving the comfy confines of the big city. Uh, go down to Phoenix to play Grand Canyon. And, uh, well, they didn't hold up very well down on, on the road. So uh, are, are we crossing off this Seattle team? They got another tough one uh, coming up this uh, weekend as well. But uh, not a good debut, I, I'd say, to start out their sort of road trip uh, versus the uh, other top-tier teams of the WAC? Well, we were both kind of waiting to see how this game was going to go. We had talked about how well Seattle had been playing at home on their little homestand, you know, got some really good wins. Uh, and, you know, there was enough points on here. I, I, I wanted to take a stab at, you know, maybe they were the real deal. They could go on the road and take care of business. And uh, they, they kind of proved that they hadn't quite made that full leap yet yes. back to the Seattle teams of old that you keep telling me about. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, but I'll, I'll probably stay away until maybe they get back home in Seattle. Yes. Uh, that might be safe. Uh, I, I took a little stab too. I, I didn't take the spread stab cause I figured either Seattle is going to be really good and win this, uh, and, and, or they're 
going to just flop and uh, Grand Canyon's going to kill him. Uh, it went the Grand Canyon kill him way. I, I just put a little on the money line at, at plus 240 with the off chance that uh, Seattle was going to be a, a really good team. But uh, they didn't look like it in their first uh, true sort of road testing conference there versus Grand Canyon. Uh, to the West Coast Conference, uh, we both had our eye on this one, and the uh, yeah. Dons uh, passed the yeah. test. I I had to uh, pull out and uh, not gamble on this game, uh, mostly because I thought the value was with BYU, and I, I so badly uh, wanted the Dons to win this game. Uh, and uh, they went in there. Uh, it, it's a good win. It, it's one of those that's yeah. not a, a win you put down, but it's one of those where you can't go in there and lose and still hope to have a, a sort of shot of, of getting an at-large bid uh, for the NCAA tournament. I don't know if, if the West Coast Conference can sneak three in there. I think, you know, Gonzaga's a lock. Uh, yeah. I, I think St. Mary's is pretty solid in there right now, you know, short of, you know, disaster and going, you know, on a BYU-like run and losing to Santa Clara and, uh, you know, Pacific in a week. But I think the Dons sort of sit right, uh, you know, there. They have a couple solid non-conference wins, and I just was I, I was hoping they didn't go in there and lose because I'd love to see San Francisco and the fighting Bill Cartwrights and Bill Russells uh, getting in there for some old-school uh, college basketball flavor. So a, a good win for the San Francisco Dons. Yeah, I was looking at the remaining schedule, and, uh, you know, the next couple weeks, it's it's pretty manageable for them. Um, two out of their last three are at St. Mary's and hosting Gonzaga. Um, I think that St. Mary's game is going to be huge for San Francisco if they want to Especially get since they already lost to them at home. Yeah. Um, now, uh, I, I don't really give them a shot at Gonzaga, but, you know, an upset win over Gonzaga, that could get your, your ticket punched as well, too. Uh, but... Uh, you know, they could take care of business in the games they're supposed to win, but I don't know if that's going to be enough uh, show-me power for the committee. So, like I said, you know, a, a good win over St. Mary's in St. Mary's or, you know, just a good showing in the conference tournament uh, may be enough. I, I, I like them. They really impressed me last night. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, BYU continues their uh, sort of downward slide. Uh, I, I mean, if they weren't crossed off, you know, a week ago, I, I think they're – pretty much definitely done for uh now uh short of uh going on a, a big time run uh you know to end the year and you know I, I think they might even have to win their conference tournament here uh definitely so so uh probably wave goodbye to BYU but uh Don's uh still holding on to life here all right, let's get into the big-time weekend games. Uh, uh, Saturday is a slate filled with uh, big-time games. But uh, first, we got a couple here on uh, Friday. Uh, we'll start off with the aforementioned Bonnie. St. Bonaventures goes to Richmond. Uh, Richmond are four-point favorites here. But I put this on here because this is this is basically like San Francisco. Um, they can't lose this game. If they go down there and lose, I, I think that pretty much uh, – wraps up uh, everything for the Bonnies here. So uh, I know they're underdogs, but they got to go into Richmond and, and yeah. win this game uh, coming off their, uh, you know, poor game versus Davidson during the week. I, I tell you what, it's not looking good for St. Bonnie because I was looking at this game the way that matches up, and I, I almost kind of like Richmond here, uh, minus the points. They've been playing good basketball the last couple of weeks. Um, so I, I kind of like the Spiders, but, you know, maybe St. Bonaventure's their backs against the wall they have a, a good performance, but I, I don't have a whole lot of faith. 
Yeah, uh, I, I think if you were taking something here, I, I think the value remains on that Richmond at minus four because I, I think uh, the way these two teams are playing, I think Richmond's sort of been the better team the last couple of weeks. So uh, we'll move to that. Uh, we have uh, uh, first uh, on our show here uh, a weekend and a weekday game of the week. <laughs> So Oakland, Northern Kentucky got postponed here, and uh, it moves to Friday. Uh, really interesting here because uh, Oakland also shows up in a game on Saturday. I don't know if they're truly going to play back-to-back uh, double road games here, but uh, I- I'm assuming they might. So Oakland versus Northern Kentucky, we talked about it during the week here. Uh, Northern yep. Kentucky, three-and-a-half-point dogs here. Are uh, you riding with Oakland uh, on this one, or you think the Norths uh, come out on top here? Yeah, I've had my eyes on the Norths ever since we talked about them uh, Monday. I, I really like this matchup. I like the way they're playing. Uh, and, and honestly, the fact that they're at home on this delayed game, I think it makes them like them even more. Uh, so I've, I've got them on the spread in my, in my picks tonight. And I've also got them in a money line in a, in a parlay. I've got, uh, it's really like the Norse here. I think they're going to handle, handle business yeah. for sure. I, I, I'm interested to see if Oakland sort of splits the difference here and, uh, you know, plays one of these games really hard and sort of, uh, you know, uh, sort of mails it in on the other one. Cause this is a, a tough two for here. Granted, you know, it, it's a, two to three hour bus trip, but uh, uh, I, I can remember doing bus trips and van trips in Arizona where we had to drive down to Phoenix, drive back up into Sedona and then drive back down to Phoenix the next day. It, it wasn't all that enjoyable for your uh, knees or ankles uh, after playing basketball games. Uh, so I, I'm curious to see how Oakland deals with this. We talked about it, that they really hadn't played the meat of the horizon schedule and now they're really going to get uh, get it shoved to them here. Uh, in the uh, Big East, we got Creighton versus Seton Hall. I mentioned a tough little uh, two-game road trip here for Creighton, uh, but I put this on here mostly because I think this is probably a must-win here for Seton Hall. They're favored by six. Uh, they started off so well out of the non-conference, but uh, they've gotten in conference, and, and they've sort of lagged behind, uh, you know, that pack of Creighton, uh, UConn, Marquette, Villanova, Xavier. Uh, they're sort of the trailers uh, of those teams you think are elite here. So uh, how much do you think this game here means for Seton Hall? I think they sort of really need this win uh, more than Creighton does. Yeah, definitely. I think Seton Hall needs it, but this one's, you know, this has got a big red stay away sign for me uh, because I could see this game going any kind of directions. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen. You know, we've proven, we've, we've seen that Creighton and Seton Hall can both uh, play really well and really poorly at times. So it really just depends on who shows up on what night and how the matchups work. Um, I'm leaning Creighton in the points, but I'm definitely not making a play on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- I'm curious, uh, Creighton, Seton Hall, you know, neutral site, uh, no, you know, Creighton on a two-game road trip out on the Northeast uh, here. Who do you think is the better team between Creighton and Seton Hall? Just, you know, overall talent-wise, let's go. Uh, I'd have to go Seton Hall on that one. You'd have to go Seton Hall. Yeah, see, I I think Seton Hall probably has the better talent, too. They just, uh, this last, uh, I I think, about four-week stretch, they – 
really have not looked good and struggled at home uh, just as much as they struggled on the road, which has been a little weird. We'll see if they can get back on track. I I think you talked about it. I think if you're taking somebody, value-wise Creighton here uh, just because – They've shown out better the last couple of weeks here, getting six points. Yep. Uh, we'll go to the Mountain West, uh, San Diego State, Colorado State here. I don't want to say this is sort of an elimination game, but uh, I, I think one of these teams wins and probably stays, you know, on that uh, sort of bubble right on those outskirts of walking into the NCAA tournament. And whoever loses here, uh, you know, barring a, a big, big-time, you know, close-of-the-season run into the Mountain West Tournament, probably falls yeah. off and has a little bit of a climb here. So San Diego State goes to Colorado State. Uh, Colorado State, three-and-a-half-point favorites. They really have not uh, played well the last uh, week or so, but uh, I, I think you could probably say the same for San Diego State here. How do you think this one plays out? What do you like in this one? Yeah, I was interested by the line here. I think Colorado State is still getting a lot of favor by the odds makers uh, simply because of how they played earlier in the year and, and and their name a little bit because, you know, this they played this game at San Diego State a couple weeks ago and San Diego State dominated by 30, uh, really shut down the Rams defensively. And, um, and I, I just don't see if – I don't know if the Rams have what it takes to, to really um, – get it turned around in this one, even though they are hosting this game. I don't know if, uh, I mean, unless they just get on a run where they're hitting all their shots. Um, but I just, I love the way San Diego state plays uh, defensively and, and slows the game down way down. And, and that's going to really make it hard for Colorado state to keep the momentum offensively. So I like San Diego state here. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned it. I, I think in San Diego state can control this game uh, much like they did, uh, you know, in San Diego a couple weeks ago. Uh, The only thing, you know, I I told you that uh, San Diego State has had a little bit of struggles on the road versus sort of these, uh, I wouldn't say high-quality teams, but quality teams. They just haven't quite shown up uh, the same way. The offense really is sort of uh, lagged behind here. And, you know, uh, and San Diego State's offense has lagged behind for about two weeks now. It's always a question mark, but it it seems to be uh, even dropping a level off of sort of question mark the last, uh, you know, couple weeks. All right, let's get into a big Saturday. Ton of games here. Uh, we mentioned UConn losing during the week to Creighton, but they uh, got a chance here to make up for it. Uh, I, I put my uh, sort of lines on these so you could uh, have a little bit of a base uh, to sort of jump off here. So we're going to start out with UConn going to Villanova. I put Villanova in his eight and a half point favorites on uh, this one. Uh, what's your feeling in the UConn Villanova? Uh, you think Villanova sort of bounces back here, or uh, does UConn have enough to uh, maybe hang another one on Villanova? Well, see, we're in a situation where both of these teams are, are needing to bounce back. Now, uh, Villanova gets the benefit of hosting this game. Uh, so, uh, you know, I could see this being a really close, hard-fought game. Uh, Villanova gets really cold offensively at times, um, and so it may not keep you know, this is an eight-and-a-half-point spread when you got maybe a little large. Um, if that's the line, I probably could be talked into taking UConn. Uh, I see Villanova getting the win here, though. Um, so my number is probably about six-and-a-half. If I get more than that, I'd like UConn for sure. Yeah, uh, you know, I think we talked about it two weeks ago that I haven't paid a ton of attention to this UConn team. And uh, sort of every time I pay attention to them, uh, they lose. And uh, that trend continue because I pay attention to the Creighton-UConn game. And once again, they throw up another dud here. So uh, I just, 
I have not had a basis to uh, see a UConn game and go, wow, they, they've really uh, looked good to me. I, I know they're on there because uh, I then look at their schedule and see, oh, that was a good win. That was a good win. Uh, but every time I seem to have, uh, you know, paid attention to them, they throw out a dud. So uh, just based on that, I, I think Villanova finds themselves back on track here and uh, has a decent win. I think if this number is anywhere between six and eight, I'd probably look uh, at Villanova here. Uh, if it goes, you know, into the double digits, that's when I think you got to probably stare at UConn a, a little bit. But uh, nonetheless, uh, interesting game. We'll move to the Big Ten. Illinois goes to Indiana. I made Indiana one-point dog in this one. Uh, Illinois has been a different team at home than on the road. Yeah. Uh, but they seem to have found a little bit more uh, flow and rhythm to the season here. But uh, always tough to go into Indiana, uh, especially in an early noon game here. How do you think this one uh, plays out here, Illinois-Indiana? Yeah, this is another situation where I, I don't like uh, Illinois on the road, especially early, like you said. Uh, Indiana, not a whole lot of great wins this year, but they do protect their home. And, and they're going to get up for this uh, border rivalry against Illinois. Yeah, I, I think I'm the same. I, if I was taking anything, I, I, I would take Indiana, but uh, I'd probably a cross out on this one just because it's one of those where I think Illinois is is easily the much better team. Uh, but I don't trust them going on the road. I, I don't trust you know uh, them being able to match the intensity that Indiana's probably going to bring in this game. Uh, really wanting this win, so that one's a cross off. Uh, we'll go to the ACC and uh, your boys, uh, Florida State here, who uh, I don't think have won a game. My boys, <laughs> since you uh, mentioned uh, that they were going to win the best team in the ACC, and then they let me you down. mentioned they were going to be the best team in the ACC, and they proceeded <laughs> to uh, lose to uh, the. Three bottom teams in the ACC. I don't think they've lost a pit yet, so uh, you can hold out hope there. But uh, nonetheless, Wake Forest goes to them. And uh, I put this here as, uh, you know, sort of like in this Seton Hall territory uh, where this becomes a must-win for Florida State. They need to find themselves, get back on track. I, I don't know if they're quite out of the NCAA tournament yet, but uh, they're cer sort, certainly uh, starting to trend that way. They don't have a ton of great wins on their schedules. They got a couple of those, you know, Dukes uh, on there, but uh, overall they, they've seemed to have lost uh, more big games than they won, and now they've started to drop games to teams that are nowhere near, you know, the NCAA tournament. So I look at this, and uh, I'm like, this is a must-win for Florida State. I put this line as a pick em, uh, just because Wake Forest, uh, we don't talk about them, but they continue to play good basketball and win games, and win games uh, actually quite impressively by large yeah. margins. So what's your feeling in this one? Yeah, you know, I've been really impressed with Wake, but I don't know if it's the way their conference schedule fell. It doesn't feel or seem, or maybe I just haven't been paying attention, but I don't feel like they've really played the toughest teams in the ACC yet. Yeah. So, so maybe the best or worst is yet to come from Wake Forest. Uh, but at the way both of these teams are playing right now in a pick them, you'd, you'd be dumb not to take Wake Forest. Yeah, definitely so, Bob. But uh, I, I just I, I got to think Florida State finds themselves back on track, you know, at some point here, or maybe just this is just one of those years where they sort of can't put it together. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> next up, uh, probably in and around the same boat as Florida yep. State. Uh, you know, Oklahoma goes to Oklahoma State, and, and this is one of those games where it, it's not going to be a good win. But it's going to be a hard win to get, and one you sort of have to uh, get here for Oklahoma with the way they've been trending. Uh, you know, 
Porter Moser and his group just have not looked good since they've entered conference play here. And uh, I, I just I made Oklahoma State two and a half point favorites because they're at home here and the way Oklahoma's played. But uh, once again, I, I think this is a game Oklahoma has to win here if they want any sort of trend to start going back their way. Yeah, I'm not sure. so sure if they're going to be able to get it. Uh, you know, both of these teams have kind of been trending down a little bit recently. Uh, but there's one thing, uh, the Cowboys play really good at home. And uh, so this is a bad situation for Oklahoma to try to turn it around and go into a hostile environment, uh, you know, uh, in-state rival. And uh, I'd, I'd definitely probably be leaning Oklahoma State. Yeah, uh, I, I'm really interested to see how this uh, result plays. Uh, we're going to go to the Southern Conference for you uh, so you can uh, start to catch up. But uh, uh, Mercer and UTC play. Uh, we'll see if UTC uh, gets back on the her- horse here. Uh, Mercer, always a, a really, really solid team. Not one of their best teams uh, that they've had in conference play overall, but still uh, probably third, uh, fourth best team in the uh, Southern Conference here. Uh, I put UTC as a five and a half point favorite. Uh, you think uh, Chattanooga bounces back here at home and uh, beats up on a, a rival here in Mercer? Yeah, definitely. If there's if, if you ever need a bounce back game, there's no better place than to do it at home. Uh, and I, I believe this game is at uh, Chattanooga. Uh, so uh, yeah, give me Chattanooga minus the five and a half. Yeah, I, I like uh, UTC to uh, sort of bounce back here. Uh, Iowa State going to Texas here. I put Texas as six-point favorites in this one. Uh, I, I just haven't liked the way Iowa State played, and I think they'll struggle going on the road into Texas. Like the way Texas has been playing? Well, uh, they won last week versus Tennessee at home. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I'm curious your thoughts on this one. Uh, I, I think these two teams are probably – right around the same level, except one's sort of good at offense, one's uh, good at defense, uh, and the other is poor at uh, executing on the other side of the ball here. But uh, Iowa State, Texas, what what are you thinking here with Texas as a six-point favorite? I think this is going to be a really ugly battle. Um, You know, getting six points with Iowa State may be my play if it's that many, uh, just because I think it's going to be really close and hard fought because both these teams are kind of in the same boat, like you said. Uh, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see uh, how that comes out. But I just, I'm not a believer in Texas's offense at all. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm totally a believer in any of these, uh, these two teams. I, I just, I, I'm curious how this uh, sort of uh, plays out here, especially with Iowa State going on the road. I, I think they sort of need uh, this kind of win since they've struggled so much to start the uh, sort of Big 12 campaign. And uh, it, it would look better if they went down to Texas and got a win here. Uh, next up, I mentioned in the A-10, a big-time matchup between the two. Uh, Dayton goes to St. Louis here. I made St. Louis two-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Um, how do you think this one is going to play out? I, I didn't ask because I knew this one was coming out. But between yeah. Dayton and St. Louis, who do you think is the better team here? Yeah, this is this is going to be a really an interesting one because I think if I had to pick between the two right now, despite their big win at George Mason, I'd have to go with Dayton because they're playing really good basketball the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I think I lean St. Louis a little bit here. Certainly at home, uh, you know, on a, on a neutral site, maybe I, I lean a little bit towards Dayton, but uh, I, I think this St. Louis team really, really is a, a a solid, good basketball team. I think they might be a little bit better than Dayton here. If this number's in and around three, I think I'm going to ride St. Louis uh, to win here at home, uh, even with Dayton's you know massive win on VCU, showing they can they can play good basketball on the road. Uh, but I'll be really interested to see who uh, pulls out the, this game here. 
Uh, next one, Michigan-Purdue. Uh, this probably isn't going to be uh, all that good a game, but uh, I, I just I think Michigan needs to start getting some sort of big-time wins on their slate. Now, uh, this is, you know, big-time win, you know, multiplied here. I, I think I was leaning more in the uh, territory of, uh, you know, Indiana's uh, Wisconsin's than uh, the Purdue uh, types, but uh, I if they want to start actually making a claim that they deserve to be in the NCAA tournament, even with, you know, not really having a bad loss on their schedule, I'd like to see a couple good wins on their schedule as well. So uh, I may produce 13 point favorites here. I think they run away with this game pretty easy from yeah. what I've seen with Michigan, but uh, I'm curious your thoughts on it. Yeah, no, no question. Uh, I think Purdue's the dominant team here, especially at home. Uh, I just don't think Michigan is there. You know, we looked at them. They don't have much of an identity. Uh, They don't have any huge wins, Uh, not many bad losses, but just kind of very murky middle of the road. Yes. Um, Not what it takes, I think, to go in and win at Purdue. Yeah, definitely so. All right, the another huge game coming out of the Big 12. Baylor goes to Kansas. Uh, I I couldn't pull the trigger and make Kansas underdogs uh, at uh, Allen Fieldhouse, uh, mostly because I don't think any odds maker alive uh, would have the uh, sort of guts to do that. But uh, nonetheless, I did make it a pick-em, just sort of off based off uh, what I saw with, uh, you know, Kentucky coming in there. Now, you know, Kentucky non-conference game, you know, middle of the year. Uh, I don't think it'll probably have quite the same atmosphere as, uh, you know, Baylor, who sort of uh, jumped onto Kansas's lawn here as the uh, dominant team of the Big 12 the last couple of years. So uh, I made Kansas pick them versus Baylor, but uh, I- I'm curious who you think's going to pull this out. I think Baylor goes in there, gets the upset win, but uh, I-, I find it difficult also to make myself think that uh, Kansas is going to lose uh, two straight at Allen. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You're, you're going to have to do some research and find out the last time they lost back-to-back at Allen Fieldhouse. Uh, I, I don't think Allen Fieldhouse was probably built. I'd, I'd be willing to wager it's been a very, very long time. Uh, but if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be this Baylor team who, it, you know, despite the loss at Alabama, uh, you know, that's a really tough uh, road environment to get a win in as well. And um, so, you know, they're looking for a bounce-back win. Kansas already kind of got their, their, you know, make right game. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what the spread is. I, I don't know if I'll take any action, but I definitely could see Baylor getting this win. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, I think they're the better team, but, uh, you know, uh, once again, going in Dallas and filled out is a totally, uh, different, uh, kettle of fish than, uh, playing on a neutral site here and, you know, a neutral venue to uh, talent-wise more went out than uh, just an environment that's difficult. Uh, I skipped over the Conference USA, but uh, Louisiana Tech dropped a difficult one uh, during the week. Uh, We're really starting to push here with UAB uh, dropping one earlier in the weekend. Uh, Starting to push that uh, Conference USA is going to be probably a one-bid league. you know, whoever wins the conference tournament gets in, uh, especially with UAB, Louisiana Tech, North Texas, probably the three teams on top. Uh, but uh, Middle Tennessee State has been making a little bit of a run here uh, of solid play. Uh, I watched them uh, maybe a week ago. I didn't think they were all that talented, but uh, 
I guess you could probably say right now, Conference USA, none of these teams are all that talented. Really was disappointed with a win with loss with UAB earlier in the week. But uh, MTSU goes to UAB here. I, I put UAB as 11-point favorites. I, I mentioned I watched MTSU. They had a nice win versus Western Kentucky last week, but uh, I just think UAB's probably the class of Conference USA and a little yep. bit better team despite the run that MTSU's been on here. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I kind of liked Louisiana Tech, but that was a really bad loss. Uh, I tell you what, we need to look into uh, seeing if the committee will let us get four Mountain West teams and just not anybody from the Conference hey, USA. My mean green North Texas. Don't hate on my boys. <laughs> uh, because it's just, it's not really a lot of great basketball yeah. coming out of that conference now, right now, uh, even even from the, the good teams. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it may end up, like you said, just uh, getting a conference winner and in just because there's there's really not a whole lot there that's saying, hey, that's that's a good team. Yeah, definitely so. All right, let's move on to the Northeast Conference and Bryant versus Mount St. Mary's. Uh, sort of the battle for number two. Uh, we talked about it about three weeks ago with Merrimack having a, a little swing uh, through uh, Wagner and Bryant here. But uh, now Bryant, the Mount has sort of uh, peaked up. Wagner's still 11-0. and uh, Bryant, I believe, is 10-0. and And the Mount are, uh, I believe, uh, I think a 7-3 and in conference here. So uh, a solid matchup here for Bryant versus uh, Mount St. Mary's here in, in this matchup. Uh, I put Mount St. Mary's as two-point favorites here at home. Uh, does the uh, streaking Mount uh, come out with a win here? Does Bryant continue to show their dominance out of this conference? Well, you know, Mount St. Mary's, they've won five in a row going back to their previous game against this Bryant team uh, at, at Bryant. So they get the home field uh, for this rematch, and they're playing hot. So, yeah, I like Mount St. Mary's here. Yeah, uh, I, I'm curious to see how Bryant steps up in a, a tough road environment here. But I like the way the Mount's streaking here. I'm certainly going to take a, a peek at this line and see if maybe uh, they make Mount uh, a little bit of a, a pick em or maybe a one-point underdog uh, because Bryant's played so well. But uh, I'll be interested to see this line uh, overall uh, on the weekend. Uh, we go to the Pac-12 Arizona Another big matchup versus another big-time team, again at home versus USC. Uh, judging off that six-and-a-half versus UCLA, and I think USC's probably a step or two down from there. I made Arizona about a ten-and-a-half point favorite here uh, at home. Uh, what do you think here? USC, Arizona, how do you think this one will play out? You know, believe it or not, I think USC plays better basketball away from home. Uh, so uh, getting points with USC, I'd, I'd probably be inclined to take that. Um, you know, I still am not a huge believer in Arizona. I look at that UCLA game. I, I, I see a, a UCLA that, you know, lost some chemistry with some players out, missed a few games on the road. Uh, Arizona kind of took advantage of the situation. I don't think they're that much better than UCLA. I don't think they're a better team than UCLA, uh, you know. So uh, I, I like USC plus the points here. Yeah, I, I think if this – Goes into the UCLA territory where it's six and a half, seven and a half. I'd probably ride Arizona. Uh, if it starts to creep in and around double digits, uh, I probably would back off. Maybe lean USC, uh, but uh, I, I just I think Arizona's a, a better basketball team than USC. Uh, USC might be more entertaining to watch. They're probably the most entertaining team to watch in the Pac-12. Uh, but uh, sometimes I, I think they 
aren't as good as they are flashy overall. So I like Arizona here, uh, unless it reaches, you know, in and around these double digits. Uh, but we'll move to the Big South and uh, Jacksonville plays Jacksonville State trying to bounce back here. Uh, this is not uh, a Jacksonville Derby, as many people might think. Uh, this is at the actual Jacksonville and then the Jacksonville out of Mississippi or Georgia or Alabama. I don't remember which deep southern, uh, you know, part of the country the Jacksonville State is from, but it's one of those. Uh, so Jacksonville, Jackson State, I made Jacksonville State eight and a half point favorites. Do they bounce back here versus uh, uh, an okay Jacksonville team, let's say? No, I, you know, I don't see Jacksonville State losing two in a row. Uh, now, eight and a half is a little large, but I, I think they do win big here. So uh, I probably won't make a play on it. I'm not super, super familiar with these teams, but I, I do know Jacksonville State is a, a the top dog in that conference, and they're not going to drop two in a row. Yeah, I, I, I'd struggle to see them lose two in a row. All right, the big night main event, Duke, Carolina, the best rivalry in college basketball. And not only that, it's uh, for first place in the ACC. Uh, Carolina, who uh, has looked really poor at times still, uh, as North Carolina does, it's just sort of in their uh, blood to weave their way through and make themselves uh, ACC contenders despite, you know, uh, uh, falls of defensive lapses here. But uh, Duke goes to Carolina. I made this four-point Carolina underdog here. Uh, I think that might be a little much just because uh, of yeah. the rivalry game and people will be scared to – lines makers will be scared to really put too many points at home for Carolina here. But uh, honestly, uh, every time Carolina stepped up to one of these teams that's, you know, top five, top ten, top fifteen, they have not been able to uh, stand up defensively. Uh, now, granted, this is a rivalry game, and it always seems to be close. There's not a ton of blowouts here. Uh, what do you make of Duke, Carolina? Yeah, I think this is going to end up being more in that two, two and a half point range. Um, your four that you put here is probably going to be at the top end of my liking, but I like Duke here. Uh, I think they've already proven this year they can go on the road and get some wins. They went into Notre Dame, got a really good win there. And uh, I'm not impressed with this North Carolina team. They've been good enough uh, so far, but they've really just kind of been creeping through the schedule. Uh, but not a whole lot of focus has been on this Duke team who's been playing some decent basketball. They had some weird losses earlier in the year, but they've been kind of riding that ship. Uh, so I'd, I'd have to take Duke here going into North Carolina and get the win. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, I don't know if this is a weekend game you probably want to watch. Uh, maybe throw up the game cast and uh, follow the score. But uh, LSU goes to Vanderbilt. I put this on here because I, I think it starts to become sort of must-win territory uh, yeah. here for LSU. They certainly can't drop a game to Vanderbilt even if it is on the road here. I, I made LSU four-and-a-half-point favorites here. Uh, how do you think this one's going to play out? Do you think LSU continues to fall? No, I think LSU gets this one. Uh, Vanderbilt's another one of those weird teams that plays better basketball away from home. Uh, maybe it's because they don't let their students come to their games uh, and they let away fans fill up the student seats. Uh, but uh, I, I like LSU to rebound here, uh, especially coming off that really ugly old Miss. They they definitely got a wake-up call there. You know, you had mentioned some of their other losses before that one were kind of legitimate, explainable losses, so maybe it didn't quite open the eyes of the players, but uh, getting beat by Ole Miss at home is definitely a wake-up call, and I think they're going to rebound nicely in this one. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move to the WAC. Seattle continues their road trip. They go to New Mexico State. I made New Mexico State eight-and-a-half-point favorites. I, I think it might be 
push a little bit bigger than that, considering, uh, you yeah. know, Grand Canyon climbed up to six and a half, and uh, they easily cover that line. Uh, but uh, it, it might reach nine or ten points. But Seattle going to New Mexico State here. Uh, any chance for Seattle to come out a winner on this one? No, no. You know, we, we saw the real deal Seattle, I think, in this last game. Um, and it's a, a quick turnaround here uh, for this one against New Mexico State. Um, so maybe we'll see how they do back home, but I think it's going to be another big loss for them. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Uh, out of the MVC, uh, I put this one in here because you don't want to watch LSU Vanderbilt uh, because it will probably be an awful game on the eyes, but uh, this one will be a fun one uh, to watch. Uh, both really, really uh, fun teams to watch play basketball here. Northern Iowa versus Drake. Uh, Northern Iowa's been on a nice run here. Drake uh, coming off the uh, Loyola-Chicago win and then uh, didn't fall into that Indiana State trap, went down there, took care of business. This should be a really, really entertaining game, Northern Iowa versus Drake. I made Drake five-and-a-half-point favorites, even though Northern Iowa's played really, really solid. I, I just think this Drake team's a, a really good, uh, you know, sort of small school basketball team here. Yeah, I, I really like Northern Iowa here, and I, I'd love getting five and a half, uh, maybe get a little bit more because uh, I've been taking them as dogs and they've been giving me some yeah. wins. So I'd like to keep riding that momentum. All right, let's move on. Oakland goes to Wright State. Uh, I, I didn't have any clue how to uh, uh, handicap a, a back-to-back road uh, here, uh, especially when I don't know the result of uh, Northern Kentucky well, playing here. So uh, I made Wright State a one-point underdog, uh, considering Oakland's a, a favorite versus Northern Kentucky, and uh, I think Northern Kentucky's a better team than Wright State here. Uh, but honestly, I had no clue. But uh, I'm curious if this one's going to get played, and if it does, uh I, I don't think there's much advantage here for Oakland at all. Well, I, I find it interesting because Wright State plays Friday night yes. as well, and then they host Oakland uh, the next day. Uh, so they both have back-to-back games, um, which you see sometimes in these smaller conferences, uh, usually not quite this. Uh, yeah, that's this called the I, Ivies, where they all can walk to each other's <laughs> campus. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting, um, especially you know considering these games tonight probably won't be over till. You know, they won't be even getting on the bus till probably 11 or 12 o'clock. Uh, and then they'll be busing to their next location and then and, and, and getting going. But uh, I, I like Wright State again. I'm, I'm going to take Wright State for the win tonight and tomorrow. Oh, big on the right state. Uh, Bouncing back after a tough week last week. Uh, I'm really interested to see how Oakland plays here so we get a sort of a feel uh, on where Oakland is in sort of the Cleveland State, Wright State, Northern Kentucky mix. Well, let me say, I think Wright State does have a huge advantage, and their game tonight is against a much weaker opponent yes. than who, who Oakland is playing in Northern Kentucky. Detroit is just an absolutely terrible basketball team. So Wright State may be able to coast to a win tonight and, and not quite have to stress their bodies as hard as Oakland may yeah, have to. Yeah, uh, definitely so. Uh, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be a battle uh, tonight, Oakland-Northern Kentucky. Those two teams will both come at it pretty hard. Uh, Kentucky-Alabama. I made Kentucky three-point road favorites here. Uh, Does Alabama uh, bounce back off the Auburn team here? They've shown a little bit better uh, class here at home, uh, or does Kentucky go down there? I know you're really big on Kentucky. Does Kentucky go down there and get a win versus Alabama here? You know, I really want to say Kentucky's going to go in and get the win, but I saw that magic that Alabama pulled off against Baylor at home. So 
tough environment to go in and, and, you know, with Alabama, they, they win big, they lose big, they had their big loss, uh, you know, so, but it was against the number one team in the country. Uh, so I wouldn't say it's a bad loss, uh, but uh, I like Kentucky, especially with all everybody's playing with Ty Ty Washington, their offense really struggles without him in the game, but he played in this most recent game uh, seems to be getting healthy. So I take Kentucky. Yeah, definitely. Should be a really, really entertaining game uh, nonetheless. Uh, I'm curious to see if we get the uh, offensive flowing, Alabama, or uh, we get the uh, dud who has uh, thrown up uh, some uh, bricklayers up there. Uh, Next up, uh, UCF versus Memphis. Uh, uh, We didn't get our Memphis game during the week (laughs) to see sort of where they sit, so I pushed them down uh, to another sort of middle-tier team here in the American. Uh, I put Memphis as five-point favorites. Uh, I I think I just sort of reiterate, uh, Memphis doesn't have a whole lot of margin for error to drop games, certainly versus these middle-tier teams. Uh, You know, this is the same thing I said during the week before their game uh, got canceled here, but uh, this has to be a must-win for Memphis here. Uh, probably a yeah, must-win for Central Florida, too. Yeah, I don't think Memphis can afford hardly any more losses on their schedule if uh, unless if they want to get any kind of good position in the tournament. Now, they still could win this conference uh, and, and get an automatic qualifier, but no quality wins for this Memphis yes. team. Definitely so. All right, let's move to Sunday. couple games uh, I, I marked down here. Uh, Loyola, Chicago, Missouri State, uh, the rematch. Uh, Loyola goes into Missouri State. I made Loyola, Chicago one-point favorites here on the road. Uh, how do you think this one plays out? You think Loyola, Chicago gets their revenge here? Yeah, I do. I think uh, they're the better team. I think Missouri State had a really good night, and it was hard for Loyola, Chicago to to catch them and and it was still a really close game despite the fact that Missouri State shot almost 50 percent in that game um and, and had a guy for, go off for uh, 40 points so yeah I'd take Loyola Chicago to go in and get the revenge yeah definitely so uh Minnesota versus Iowa uh once again uh we had Iowa on our important games of the week it got canceled because of weather um uh, I, I think Minnesota's sort of in and around the same level as Iowa, maybe not quite on that level. I, I'm really curious if Minnesota can go in here and spring some sort of upset. Nonetheless, I made Iowa 11-point favorites here at home, but uh, I, I'm interested to see, uh, especially sort of how poorly Iowa has played uh, the last couple weeks, if they continue to sink or they sort of step up here uh, versus this uh, Minnesota team. Yeah, I think if this thing is in double digits, I'd be all over Minnesota. Uh, like you said, I think they're kind of about in the same area talent-wise. And, uh, you know, Iowa's got a couple of weird upset wins. But other than that, they have proven to me to be a middle-of-road at best Big Ten teams. So, uh, you know, giving up that many points, I don't think they could uh, take care of business. So I'd, I'd be taking Minnesota in the points. Yeah, definitely. All right, uh, Houston versus Cincinnati. Uh, probably not – as entertaining game as this would have been in the past, but Cincinnati's got a little life to it. Uh, Houston going on the road, tough game. Uh, do they have any struggles here versus Cincinnati? I made Houston about a six-and-a-half-point favorite here on the road. Yeah, this is a potential uh, trap game for Houston. Uh, you know, they don't have a whole lot of, you know, majorly tough games in this conference, and so going into Cincinnati's, you know, you got to be ready and, and for anything because – uh, they're going to be ready for you. Uh, that's probably one of the bigger home games for them this season. So, uh, but you know, Houston making a good case for a one seed so far, but they need to take care of business in this one. Yep. All right. Last one out of the mountain West. I, I put this one on here. Uh, Wyoming Fresno state, because 
honestly, I, I think it's really, really important for Wyoming to uh, go into Fresno, get this win, and, and sort of solidify. That's what good teams do. They beat Boise yep. State on their home court, then they go on the road and beat uh, a, a good Fresno State team, but a team that Wyoming should be better than. They should be able to go in there and get that win. I made Fresno State two-point favorites here. Uh, what do you make of Wyoming-Fresno State? Yeah, this is a tough one for me because it's both teams I like, but I've been really impressed with Wyoming. Uh, I think they're stringing a lot of good wins together, and I think they might be able to go on the road and get another one. Yeah. All right, that does it for our weekend uh, preview. Uh, Dynamite David, as always, is on Twitter giving you his picks each and every day. Where can we find you, Dynamite? You can follow me on Twitter at GLNDynamite underscore D. I'm putting out my daily Dynamite every day. haven't had a losing day in two weeks. I've had a couple 500 days, but I'm 500 or better, so always making money. Yeah. Be sure to follow the Dynamite on Twitter. Be sure to sign up for our Super Bowl prop contest. Uh, that will be on the link in the description. You'll want to sign up for that and uh, see if you can win some merch. We got our Super Bowl prop t-shirts that you can win. We got our Super Bowl prop tumblers you can win and also maybe some other fun green light network goodies our man dynamite david will be joining us on a football time episode to go over his super bowl prop picks we're pulling him out of the college game throwing him into the pro game here are you ready to get into our super bowl prop show Anytime I got a chance to take down achilles i'm ready for it all right be sure to sign up in the link below uh That's our show. We'll be back on Monday to review all these weekend games. And we're out.